Captain's Log, the podcast devoted to discussions and insights into pop culture with an emphasis on the supernatural, occult, and the all-around strange happenings of our world. Our mission? To boldly entertain like no one has before. Star date 0609-2020. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Captain's Log. I'm your captain, Jose Via Jr., joined virtually from the windswept hills of Iowa by my co-host, First Officer Mason Schrader. Mason, how are you today? How is the Midwest treating you? Uh, it's hot now, and I don't like it. Really? It's been really fucking rainy this week. It's weird. And it's got, yeah. got cold here. It's supposed to rain today and tomorrow here, but it's hot. It's like 90 degrees, and I hate it because I'm a, I'm a sweater. Yeah, started getting humid and shit. Yeah, it's terrible. God, that's the mis- Midwest I, I love and miss. Yeah, never good weather. Like, literally yep. <laughs> always worst, the worst weather. Never the worst good, weather never good. out of all the options that there is. Hey, did you want to be boiled alive, or <laughs> did you want to be frozen? Because we can do both. In the same day, if you really want us yeah, to. Yeah, we can do both. We can't do anything in between, though. <laughs> uh, okay, Mason, before we go further, I think we should mention that, yeah, this episode is a little late. It should have come yeah. out last week, I think. Yeah. Uh, and the reason is just, we fucking forgot. I, I fucking forgot. <laughs> it. We planned on it for Sunday, and then I Sunday came and, and went. You don't uh, even but, get the excuse <clears throat> of being in school anymore. You're just, right. You just, I just you forgot. Just, let me let me the guy who does zero research for this podcast lecture you on about the responsibilities <laughs> of doing a podcast, Jose. No, All right, listen. I know I can just I just you just text me and I'm like, yeah, let's do a podcast, and you have to like write episodes and shit. Mm-hmm. But I need you to step your game up, okay? No, I was inspired by last week's episode and Carpenter Jesus fixing those stairs for those little nuns. Yeah, and I've been working construction. Um. And it fucking sucks. So that's what it. That's what happened. Is I just forgot because I <clears throat> came home every day and I just wanted to die. And then I was like, God, this is what, stop working construction. I, yeah, this is what I was like. This is why I just hold the license and I don't do any of the work. I prefer the yeah. life of a boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you bossing people around. Uh, right. Me just is just as laughable as you would do in construction. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so here we are. Uh, today we will be talking about more urban legends. What? Be- because, well, duh. Um, and as we continue <laughs> our Unsolved US series, we're diving into the first part of what should be a three-parter on the um, notorious narratives of the Northeast. Nice alliteration. I'm running out of alliteration, so this one was is a bit was a bit iffy. Um, so are you ready, Mason, to, to get into? Oh, I guess first things first. We should define uh, that ooh. the overall oh, the beautiful. I thought you were gonna ask me if I was ready, <laughs> so I was gonna do that. But then it, it just it, it I, there's no stopping it at a certain point. Um, first things first. We should define the overall Northeast that uh, in according to Captain's Log, and then yeah, it's, the speci- it's up and to the right. Yep, that's it. <laughs> uh, and then the specific states we'll talk about. So we're defining the Northeast as the following states: Pennsylvania. New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Vermont, and finally Maine. 
I completely forgot New Hampshire was a, a real state until mm-hmm. I started uh, working on this series. I completely forgot it existed. I'm excited for the um, twice-failed socialist uh, monster of Vermont. Yes. Yes, I am excited for that. I don't uh, but, like saying failed because it makes me feel bad. Right. You know, mm-hmm. failed I didn't like. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not a proud boy. <laughs> Today we will be covering Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York. Uh, a reminder that we won't get to er- every urban legend out there, and we aren't necessarily covering the most popular legends from each state. Uh, the legends that we choose are chosen on the basis of whether or not they would make for interesting conversation, and if they held a bit of substance, but not too much, not a huge emphasis on that last part. Yeah. Um, we will also be rating each legend with our patented, pat, patented spooky, mm-hmm. or kooky system. Uh, yeah, TM. Which, yeah. Which is, uh, you know, pretty self self explanatory. Uh, but with that out of the way, now let's begin. Are you ready, Mason? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Put on your little urban legends hat, yank that little choo choo, and let's get on the urban legends express. Oh, putting the hat. Hold on. Yep. Oh, uh, yep. Okay. Oh, yep. There we go. Okay, All right, here we go. let's do it. <laughs> Our quest begins at the birthplace of a mighty nation. The Keystone State of Pennsylvania. For those what that, nation? Hmm? What nation? Uh, Korea. Well, that's a well. The South <laughs> one's pretty strong. Yeah, it's, the North one's it's kind of the same. <laughs> for for those that grew up in the 1950s or 60s in Western Pennsylvania, the story of No Face Charlie or the Green Man is a familiar one. Yeah, Let, we've got a lot of people who grew up in the 50s and 60s listening to our podcast. Hell yeah, we do. Um, actually, my, neither of my parents did. Yeah, so. I wouldn't, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't expect your parents to have grown, grew up in the 50s or 60s. I don't know, some people have old parents. Yeah, older people have old, have old mm. parents. <laughs> my parents have old parents, I mean, like, what, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, some people do have parents who were born then, they're just not listening to our podcast. <laughs> I like to think we, we're the one podcast that has just really tapped into that boomer market. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even though everything we have said would what were, probably go against a lot of their ideals. When were boomers even born? Was that the Oh, I think that was the 40s, 60s? right? I don't fucking know, Because baby dude. boomers? No, no, no. It would have been the 50s and 60s. Yeah, so if they were born Post-war. there, they, they hardly even grew up there, right? They, they know what I'm talking about. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the legend of the green man goes like this. A strange, no-faced man roams the streets at night. He glows green as a result of being struck by lightning. Or, or, or was it a Classic. result of, of being shocked in some sort of industrial accident? I, I forget what it was. Well, I mean, it's definitely not lightning. I've met people who were struck by lightning, and they're not green. They're just like, one guy I didn't think had any feeling was in his blue. legs. Was blue. No, he just didn't have any feeling in his legs. That's, that's it. <laughs> That's the, I think, I'm pretty sure, I might be wrong, I don't know. You just fucking kick him as hard as you can, and he's like, I didn't feel that. Yeah, that's literally. That's what I would yeah. do. I would grab a bat and just fucking hit well, him you know as hard as could, I could. You know, just because someone doesn't feel feel anything doesn't mean they can't be damaged, right? Well, like, what does it really matter? You can break your leg even if you don't ah. feel, what does it matter? That's like a you can't feel felony you assault <laughs> is what Not matters. Not if they can't feel the pain. He haunts South Park. No, wait. He haunts the North Hills. No, wait. 
It's the country lanes around Washington, Pennsylvania. Do you get the picture behind this urban legend already, Mason? It's all over the fucking place. Uh, it's well, it's, it sounds like it's all over Pennsylvania. Yes. Yeah. Um, or is, are the lanes around Washington? Is that Washington? That's Pennsylvania, Washington, Pennsylvania. Or? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I've included a picture here for Mason to see. Uh, and today we're going to be oh. doing something different. Um, for all the urban legends that have some historical. Uh, background or inspiration. We're going to be presenting the urban legend first, rating it, and then getting into the actual history. Because last time we realized that we build, I build it up, and then I tell him the the real part There's of it. There's no evidence behind yeah, it. And in so the slightest, yeah, and so then it's like, well, it's kooky because it's it's not because it's a lie. It's just it's, a lie. Um, but yeah, so just based on that, the idea of a, of a you see his picture here, the idea of a no faced yeah. man walking around late at night. I wouldn't really call it a no face. It's just a real fucked up one. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Is that spooky or is that kooky? I mean, like, I think I know this one. Mm-hmm. I just if I saw him during the day, I'd be like, oh, that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But if I saw him at night, I'd be like, why are you fucking creeping around at night? <laughs> yeah, like I get it, but like it's more scary when you just mm-hmm. like you're like, oh, hey, another guy's walking, and oh god, it's well, like exactly. literal so, ghost. So to me, it's kooky for that reason, where it's like if you're driving down the fucking road and you see somebody on the side and you do that little side glance, and they've got a you know really messed up face or whatever, I'm gonna shit bricks that night. Yeah. I'm going to be spooked. So it's spooky, yeah. So it's spooky. I think you said kooky, okay. but it's spooky, right? I That's meant spooky, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, unfortunately, the real story is not quite so black and white. Get it? Because the picture I included is black I, and white, Mason. I got it, yeah. Because No-Face Charlie was indeed a very real man. A man by the name of Ray Robinson. In early... Back when people used to, like, use the same... Alliteration. Yeah, it's like Stanley yeah. and all the characters he created... Like Reed yeah. Richards and Peter Parker. Peter and Parker and others that Foo I'm sure. Fang. Bruce Banner. Yep, Bruce Banner. There you go. Sue that's an, Storm. That's an easy anyway. one. Chris uh, Evans. Chris. <laughs> Chris Helmsworth. Yep. That's In, their names, right? I don't remember. That's the characters' names, yeah. Yeah. In early August of 1919, an eight-year-old Ray Robinson was walking with his sister and some friends around Newcastle, Pennsylvania. When do, they. Do, 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 do. Yep. When they noticed Walking a bird's nest uh, atop a tree next to an abandoned trolley trestle, wishing oh, hold to get on. what's a, a trolley trestle? Yeah, you know, like trolleys. The yeah. The train. So you know how like they were connected from the top oh, instead so it's like of a like power, the yeah. So power that's what powered things? them. Yeah, it's basically okay, like. Okay. Um, wishing to get a closer look, Ray climbed up but touched a wire that had once powered the trolley. He was severely electrocuted, and his nose, lips, ears, and eyes were all gone or misshapen. His arms were horribly maimed, and one of his hands was blown clean off. His suffering was unimaginable, yet somehow he survived. But he really didn't have much of a life after that. His family hid him away and would even have dinner separately from him. Oh no, what? Oh my god, they chained him in like an attic? No, they just like... Didn't well, fuck I, with him. I'm sure they didn't, but I'm imagining the Trios of Horror Simpsons episode yeah. where they fed, you know, they had him chained in the attic and fed him fish heads. Yes, that's exactly I'm actually how it went down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when he became a man, he began to take walks around the old country roads late at night to es- escape his home prison. Oh my! And God. that is where the legend was born. High schoolers would drive up and down the country roads to catch a look at the Green Man, 
But when they did, they weren't met with a monster, but rather a kind, lonely soul. A man who loved beer and cigarettes, and most people would bring him just that. And they would spend long nights in the car or on a porch talking to the man who would teach them about the virtue of looking past the superficial, of swallowing fear, and abandoning preconceptions. There was even a young man who lost his brother in Vietnam who credits Ray's companionship as helping him get through his grieving period. Uh, a lot of this was pulled uh, from a beautiful uh, article on Thrillist that I'll include in the show notes so you can go check it out. Um, but, oh, also, I should worth mentioning, there was also people who were assholes to him. Uh, well, yeah, I was going to say... That would, like, pick him up and take him to the middle of nowhere and then drop him off there. Oh, my God. Just because people are fucking assholes. I was going to say, like, wow, I, I was just about to say, like, you know, I give old people... A hard time. People who grew up in this time a hard time because they're monsters. You know, even the best ones of them were a little racist. Um, but yeah, like oh, like I was, re- <laughs> I felt like really bad. Like you know, no, yeah, some of them would beat him up too. That's it, oh my yeah. god. So did he um, just live with his parents his whole life then? Or yeah, like- they. So they when he like became like you know, we got into adulthood. Right. They converted their garage into an apartment from him because, again, his family was... Because they were ashamed of him. Yeah, kind of fucking assholes to him. And so yeah. he lived in the garage and then he would go out at night and just have walks. Because he, cause he yeah. would just pretty much walk down the roads. And he did it at night to avoid people. But right. once word got out that there was a weird-looking guy walking down the roads, right. fucking but high school what, kids were like, whoa. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, though, is if I were saw, saw him on the roads at night, I'd be terrified. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, I mean, you know, it, it's probably mean, but like, I, I wouldn't fuck with him. I'd just be very afraid of him. Because mm-hmm. if you see that in the middle of the night on a country road, no, where yeah, like for sure, no lights, it's terrifying. Yeah, he's um, like a looks like a actual like a horror movie monster kind of thing. Yeah, it's like Elephant Man esque kind yeah. of. Yeah, it's but pretty bad. That's the story of Charlie No Face. Um, so was he? It's a I mean, he was. One. I would assume he's he was just completely there mentally then, right? Oh yeah, for sure he was. Okay, yeah, he well, was I mean, just you know, like deformed. Also, it's so the green man name comes from the fact that his nose was like pretty much always like exposed, like it was always like it just looked like a gaping hole. On yeah, the and of so place. he would it would sometimes get green from like, ugh, yeah, from like infection. So that's where yeah. they think the name green man comes from. Charlie No Face. Nobody really knows where the fuck that came from because his name was Ray. So, and it's not even alliteration. It's not like you could be like, yeah. well, Charlie, it just is a name that stuck, I guess. Yeah. I just, that's, I mean, gross. Yeah. Since, that's gross. Since first being explored in the 1600s, the Great Lakes have earned a reputation for being treacherous waters. And Lake Erie might just be the primary reason for that reputation. The storms. Don't do this. The storms that seemingly appear out of nowhere have made this lake an eerie location. You see what I did there? Did did you get it? Did you get any of that? I hate you. Anyways, many sailors... You're a fucking hack. (laughs) Many sailors have posited their own uh, theories as to what causes the dangerous water conditions, but none has gripped the fascination of the Pennsylvanian public like the legend of the storm hag. I'm sorry, are there sailors in the Great Lakes? Uh, there was back in the day. There is not now. But they I, used to, I, like, sail them to take uh, um, 
like trade between the cities and stuff back in like the you'd have to have a stuff. pretty big inferiority complex to be a lake sailor right if you meet it's an a ocean big sailor, lake it's a big lake sure but like if i'm an ocean sailor and you're a fucking lake sailor <laughs> i'm gonna be like oh yeah <laughs> is there was there some choppy waters on your fucking lake today the lake? storms get pretty crazy on lake erie oh yeah do they <laughs> it's, it's in the middle of the ocean well, it took me. It takes me a year to go from here to another place and land. What does it take you? Like a day? Like a week. <laughs> like a week. So, oh, oh, I'm just gonna we'll sail for a week. Oh. We have oh the storm God. hag, so you guys don't even have any danger. We have we mermaids have wor- and sirens. Oh, fuck. And actual sharks, which are real. Oh, if people die on the boat, you know we just have to. You know we have to sink them so sharks don't follow our boat, right? Sometimes the the water gets in my face really hard and it hurts. Is it even salt water? No. <laughs> oh, I actually thought it was. I, it might be. I don't know. It's even worse that it's not. I don't think it is. I, I don't know. Uh, according oh. to the legend, the storm hag lives at the bottom of the lake close to Presque Isle Peninsula. Her skin is a pale shade of green. Her eyes yellow shine like those of a cat and her Ooh. teeth a rotten green color. Given her the nickname Jenny Greenteeth. Yeah, what is pretty up? creative. People, God, <laughs> people's nicknames for things, I they're terrible. <laughs> they're so bad. I mean, No Face Charlie isn't actually that bad, but like the green man and like mm-hmm. this this monster. There's this monster and you're like, oh, <laughs> Jenny Greenteeth. <laughs> like, see, Pennsylvanians have a weird obsession with the color green, apparently. Yeah, it's, uh, just, it's not natural. It is <laughs> being green. Her hands bear long, pointed, venomous talons that, with one touch, could paralyze a sailor. The old legend states... A a lake sailor, sorry. The old legend (laughs) states that just before she attacks, like a siren, she sings a beautiful song that few have survived to pass on. And the song goes a little like this. Ocean man, take me by the hand. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, hold on. I think it actually went more like... Eerie Lake Man, because <laughs> it's not the ocean. Yeah, yeah. It's not the ocean. Um, but it actually it actually goes like this. Um, come into my water. Come into the water, love. Dance beneath the waves where dwell bones of sailor lads inside my saffron caves. Saffron? Saffron. Sure. Um, pretty fucking killer song, if you ask me. Oh, that's it? Yep. <laughs> come into... Wait, hold on. Oh... <clears throat> uh... Come into the water, love. Dance beneath the waves. Where dwell bones of sailor lads inside my saffron caves. That's actually pretty good. Wow. Have you thought oh, about Jose, how'd you get in my apartment? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> why are you here? Oh my god. <laughs> Were you just did you did that did, did that song put you in a trance and take you all the what way the to, fuck? to my house? How did dial? I get here? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> all right well i mean while you're here you can just we can just share yeah uh yeah i'm just gonna scoot right next to you yeah make some space yeah. okay yep. uh it is said that right after she sings this song the hag will call up a vicious storm and toss the crew around before swallowing the ship into the cold dark waters cradling the sailors as they enter davy jones locker or at least Again, the, the lake version of it the lake I was version say, that's definitely in the ocean they enter David Jones' locker. Yeah, I was just going to say David Jones's <laughs> locker. Uh, hey, uh, how's it going? My name's David. Uh, David Jones, this is my locker. Arr, nice be ye Davy Jones. 
Oh, oh no 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 no. Hi, my name is David Jones. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh. This is my locker. It's um it's no. a little rundown. <laughs> Moist. It's a little damp in here, but you know. Oh no. <laughs> I can't even die in Davy Jones' locker. Oh no, this isn't Davy. This is David Jones' oh, locker. Oh no, sweet Neptune. I've got gym socks. No. And a headband. <laughs> I've got a racquetball racket. No. <laughs> the pirate is, is sad it's not Davy yes. Jones' locker. Yes. Uh, in 1782, a ship disappeared after being caught in a storm. It is said that the storm raged for an hour. The sailors desperately clung on for their lives, and once the storm had settled, the sailors saw that they were near Presque Isle. As they tried to make their way back to the port, the storm hag rose, attacked the ship, and people could hear the screams of the sailors from the shore as they watched the ship sink into the water. Okay, well, the ship wasn't really lost in the lake then. If uh, I mean, no. they obviously saw where it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, how does she? Is she giant? No. Well, how does she get on ships or and then sink? She them? shoots up like the water spits her out, or she really? flies. She's a storm hag. I don't know the <laughs> rules of the storm hag community. I just. It seems like I'm imagining it's just an old woman who I'm sure is magic. But I don't understand how she would sink an entire ship. Uh, she would manipulate. She she's she's got a, a spell that can manipulate the waves. She casts call waves. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> a bunch of other ships have gone missing in those waters, with many blaming the storm hag. For instance, the disappearance of the Clevco, an oil tanker, and the Admiral, a tugboat that was pulling the Clevco. Um, during their voyage, a strange snowstorm hit the waters, and the Admiral disappeared into it. The Clefco soon saw the tow line angled toward the bottom of the lake, indicating that the Admiral had sank. They sent a distress call, and the next day the Clefco was found 15 miles away from its original location. Imagine civ- being a boat that can't even fucking drive itself. <laughs> right? Well, I think they're so big and heavy that they can't make turns or whatever so that's why they have a tugboat in the and be- like in front of it fucking do better i guess right? that's I don't what know. i'm saying who designs know. a boat that's a terrible boat design Just fucking exactly make it a little smaller yep and then make it be able to turn uh the civil air patrol called it in and watched as the clevco disappeared into the strange snowstorm again this was in 1942 and to this day the ship and its crew members have not been found Arg Mason, what do you be thinking about this one? Is that good? Do you like when I do the pirate voice? Uh, it was pretty good. Thank you. I'd get you in an alternate if I was doing a stage play of Pirates of yes. the Caribbean. I don't... Well, okay. Okay, I get it. It's a big lake. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't need all these Pennsylvanians coming They're at gonna me. They're going to come after you. <laughs> about me not respecting the size of their fucking lake. But it's a, if a boat is so big it can't turn, you're telling me you can't find that? You can't find that boat. They found the I, fucking Titanic, Jose. I don't. In the ocean. Hey, it's got to at least be proportional. That boat at least has to be the size of that Titanic in respect to the body of water it's in, right? <laughs> and when, when did the Titanic sink? 1912. They found a boat from 1912. You tell me <laughs> they can't fucking find one from 1942? It's a big lake. It's deep and it's The ocean is bigger. And the Titanic was in the ocean. And they found it. James Cameron found it. 
Yeah, James I Cameron. I think. I don't actually remember. I think it's James Cameron, though. Pretty sure. Yeah, he found it. And the- <laughs> Go ahead. No, I want to uh, He found it, and then he... Uh, he found all the. He actually didn't film the movie. That was all tapes that were found on the, in the wrecks. Well, okay, but seriously though, how do you not find this fucking boat? Does just no one care? Uh probably. I mean, what's the point? You know? Can we raise send money to our Patreon? If we raise enough money, Jose and I are gonna go fucking find this boat. We're, we will find the Admiral and the Clevco. Us. Two I don't personally. care about the Admiral. The Admiral was just a tugboat. I want to find the Clevco. I just don't. Okay, so it. This is dumb. I, I just this. think it's spooky, be- or I'm sorry, I think no. it's kooky because it's just any, st- they just wanted to have a sea legend in a lake. It's not a sea legend, it's a lake. No, that's what I'm saying, just, is they just wanted I know to take a sea legend and, and apply it to a lake. It's fucking, I just, it makes me mad, Jose. <laughs> it really does that they're like, I, I don't know, yeah, it's fucking stupid. Well, I mean, well, uh, first off, I'm not going to be scared because I'm not a sailor in the fucking 40s. I'm not a lake sailor in the 40s. Well, so. people still report sightings to this day. Do they? Mm-hmm. When was the last boat that was sank due to the night hag? I think she's taking a break and she hasn't been sinking boats. Was it, but is it possibly because boats are fucking better now? <laughs> she's just been taking a really long nap. I just... No, the fucking find the find the Klevko. Is it fucking found? I'm googling it right now. Hold on. Maybe it was, and maybe my research was just outdated. Yeah, it's dumb. I hate it. You can <laughs> cut out that whole thing I just did. I just mad that they didn't find it. <laughs> uh, we have covered many haunted houses on this show so far, but none are more impressive than the original most haunted house in America, the house on Ridge Avenue. The house has many legends surrounding it that have given it the notoriety of being the most haunted house in America. The first deals with the story of lust and betrayal. The story of Charles Wright. Hey, they Congilli. fucking found it. They did. Sorry, we're gonna. Ha- you're gonna have to restart this. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Uh, north coast of Lake Erie could be fou- could be fouled by oil for decades. In 1995, after a sheen of leaking oil was detected on the surface of the lake, the Coast Guard and other salvage crews embarked on a mission to save Ohio's shoreline from the environmental threat. Salvage divers were able to get down to the overturned tanker where they had uh, attached valves and pumped out all the oil. This was in 95, so that's pretty crazy Fucking how hell. long that was under there. Um, the the Clevco resting 78 feet. It's only 78 feet underwater. Uh, 14 miles from the Ulysses, Ohio, no longer poses a threat. The shipwreck sites of both the Admiral and the Clevco have become popular sites for divers in recent years, and their story and the stories of the crew remains locked in the past, but still echoes in the winds of December. Wow. Appar- okay, so it was like a real BP oil spill thing. It was an environmental disaster, the Clevco yeah. sinking. Fucking storm hag, man. <laughs> oh, this is a fun one. Okay, so when the when in back in the forties when it actually disappeared, the two hundred and sixty foot Clevco vanished. Searchers looked for hours but couldn't find any sign. They just looked. I just like how they're like. I mean, we looked for like three hours and <laughs> we couldn't find it anywhere. So so it must be gone. I'm going home. <laughs> okay. Well, they found it. So nice. There you go. Okay. Well, mystery we- 
solved. Another mystery solved by the Mystery Boys. I'm bummed that we're never going to make our documentary about finding the cliff. Yeah, that fucking sucks now. Great. Well, I, we, there it was. It was all documented on this podcast how Mason and Jose found the Clevco. That's right. Had, found out the Clevco had been found. We have covered many haunted houses on the show so far, but none are more impressive than the original most haunted house in America, the house on Ridge Avenue. The house has many legends surrounding it that have given it the notoriety of being the most haunted house in America. The first deals with the story of lust and betrayal, the story mm. of Charles Wright Congealer. Con- Congealer? How do you? How would you say that? Congealer. Yep. After the Civil War, many people benefited from the broken remains of the Confederate South, and Charles yeah, not, Congealer. Not, not, the South. No, not the South. And Charles the South didn't. I'm just saying. But Char- but Charles Congealer did. <laughs> After earning his fortune, he headed north with his Mexican wife Lida, and their young servant girl Essie. I think it's Lida. Hey, who's the Mexican here? I did, did you say? I didn't even actually see that you said. All right, it's Lita. Yeah, would you back the fuck off right now? Oh Jesus Christ! Sorry, sorry. After arriving <laughs> in after arriving in Pittsburgh, Congelier decided to lay down roots in the city and began constructing the house that the devil built. Except the devil didn't build it because it sounded just like Congelier built it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. After the construction of the house, one particularly cold and harsh winter in 1871. Congelier and young Essie began an affair. Whether it was consent- a consensual relationship or not, Essie mm. found herself the bed partner of old Charles. I am glad I held off on doing a bit until you finished that sentence. <laughs> old, uh, w- one day, after calling for her servant girl and receiving no response, Lita decided to make her way up to Essie's quarters. As she reached the top of the stairs, she was greeted with the sounds of passionate lovemaking coming from her servant's room. Wasn't the only thing that was coming from her servant's room, if you know what I mean. Uh, there's Re- something coming in. Her, yeah. Realizing her husband was the only man in the house, she became enraged and went to the kitchen, where she gathered a meat cleaver and a butcher's knife. She okay, ran. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what she heard, but it could have just been masturbating. <laughs> it could have, right? For all I we mean, know, that's an awful leap. I exactly. Um, she. I like to think though that she heard. Charles saying his own name, he seems like the type who would be like, yes, I... Charles, I can kill you. Yes, I built this house. I built this house. I built this house. Exactly. She ran upstairs screaming, alerting us. I was great. (laughs) I was great. I did amazing. You were here. C+. C plus for you, A plus for me. <laughs> I was the reason. I made myself come. <laughs> me. I, I did it. You were just here. She ran upstairs screaming, alerting the servant girl and her husband, who quickly rushed to get dressed. As they exited the room, Lita had taken up post outside the bedroom door. As her husband peeked his head out, she brought the cleaver down upon him and proceeded oh, to stab shit. her husband 30 times. Oh my and God. then moved on to the servant girl. Days later, a friend of the congealers popped by for a visit, but was met with a horrifying sight. Lita sat on a rocking chair, singing a nursery rhyme for to a bundle in her arms. The bundle oh was not a child, but the head of her servant girl, Essie. Holy shit. 
The second story is that of Adolf C. Brunrichter. Hold on. Wait a minute. We're just... Bro- but she's just saying that this nurse... I guess it's... I guess she's just crazy at that she point. She lost like, her mind. You know how sometimes you kill somebody singing. and you sing to their to their head? And you go, yeah. shh, my little baby, shh. You know how you I do that? I'm going to... I'm going to call the police on you. <laughs> it just feels like it's right. The second story is that of Adolf C. Brunrichter. For two decades after Lita decapitated her servant, the house remained empty, until it was sold to a foreign doctor by the name of Brunrichter. Okay, see, that's uh, that's three big red flags. German doctor buys murder home. Okay, that's literally, I think that's American Horror Story. That's not good. That is not good. That's not a good sign. Dr. Brunrichter was a recluse, and his neighbors seldom saw or heard from the mysterious doctor. Check, that- checking another one off the list there. <laughs> that was until August 12th of 1901, when one night, Brunrichter's neighbors were awoken by the screams of a woman, followed by an explosion of bright light coming from the house. The police and firefighters arrived and soon discovered the headless corpse of a young woman inside the home. Upon further investigation... Which, by the way, never a good sign when it's the second headless corpse of a young woman in the house. Not... Did I say second? No, it's... You didn't, but it is the second. Oh, right, yes. From the first story, and now it's this girl. This is not going good for the house so far, let me tell you. It's not... Not good publicity. No. Um... When you know what? I'm going to go on record and say <laughs> one is too many. One headless that's controversial. Girl is too, that's too many headless girls. Upon further investigation, they found a makeshift laboratory, laboratory yeah. with um, the head of the young woman as well as the heads of five more women. Uh, yep. Notes found inside the lab reveal that Dr. Brunrichter was experimenting with the heads, trying to keep them alive after decapitation. Oh, no, cool, fucking uh, reanimator. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Brunrichter was never found. That was until sometime later. In 1927, police in New York arrested a drunk homeless man who, when asked for his name, claimed to be none other than Dr. Adolf C. Brunrichter. After revealing Uh, his identity... um, Excuse me, uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, uh, What's your your name? Oh! Been Adolf C. Brunrichter. I'm sorry, you're the you're the murderer? The guy with the heads? <laughs> I would just say they've a little experiments. Just helping out the world, you know, not bad. You cut off the heads of five girls. What's the head of five girls for the li- the prolonged life of the entire human race? Did you prolong the Do life Do you want of the to buy some human? of my poop? I've been a homeless man for a year now, and I'm selling poop. I... How have we not caught you yet? I ask myself that question every day I walk around, screaming, I am Dr. Adolf C. Brunrichter. I'm surprised you guys finally got me, actually. Listen. We are American <laughs> police officers. And if you think... We aren't. We are anything other than hardworking, professional, 
I'm sorry. I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna have you to hold that. I gotta go murder a bunch of other <laughs> civilians right now. You're fine. I gotta go because I'm a fucking piece of shit and I'm a cop. After revealing his identity, the man would go on to tell the officers of the horrific experiments he had carried out and the locations <laughs> of the bodies of the five women whose head, whose heads had been found inside the home. I've murdered uh, five people, sir. We're just asking. You are if you incriminating have any yourself. We were just. We just wondering if you had any ID on you. I'll show you where the bodies are. Come on, I'll Whoa, show you where the bodies are. Look, buddy, buddy, buddy. You I, were, killed, oh, no. I killed him. I killed him. Hey, five sh- of them. Shut the fuck up. Shut I, up. Shut up. Cut the heads off. And God, come on. Now. That's it's gonna be a lot of paperwork for me. <laughs> I'm this guy to jump in now. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm the Schwarzenegger doctor. Now. Uh, the police searched the locations but found nothing. The man was released and deemed to be harmless. <laughs> he was never heard from again. Well, he said they had killed a bunch of people, but they didn't have any bodies, so... Oh, well, what you gonna do? So how... Okay, well, how popular was that, like, story, though, though? You know what I mean? Like, was it something that, like, any homeless man could have, like, claimed to be? Or was it something, like, well, only that guy could have been because he claimed to know? All of these things will be answered in a second, as you'll see. Okay, okay. Uh, There are countless other stories that surround the house, like the story of the medium Julia Murray, who, upon visiting the house, stated that she believed an entity dwelled within the house that she said could be capable of killing and going outside the boundaries of the home. Famed, and I'm putting air quotations here, famed (laughs) inventor Thomas Edison is also said to have visited the home. And although nothing is known of his experience, many claim that his time at the house on Ridge Avenue inspired him to try to create his device that would let him communicate with the spirit world. The house at Ridge Avenue would meet its end on November 14, 1927, when an explosion at the nearby Equitable Gas Company that sent debris and human body parts into the air would cause the congealer house to be swallowed up back into the depths of hell from whence it came. Now... With before I go any further, Mason, do you think yeah. it's spooky, or just a little too much of that Pennsylvanian kooky? Well, okay, so I don't know if I can't believe this was, this isn't the house. I really thought this was Amityville mm-hmm. that we were doing when you started doing this, right? So I just, I just want you to know that that's where my head was at. That I was sure that we were doing Amityville when you said it was like the most popular haunted mm-hmm. house. Uh. So with that being said, I, I was I like how I, I'm excited to hear the real story because if it's real, I'm excited to hear that where the creation of the crazy German doctor came from. Okay, but do right, you, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Do you think right? It's spooky or kooky? I <laughs> I think um, if I only believed the stories, I would think this is spooky because it's like all this crazy shit yeah, happened yep, at yep, this yep. house, right? Well, that's what I think too. Is I think if I think if if one of those two stories had happened, I think it would spooky. It would be spooky. But I think the fact that both of them allegedly happened makes it a little. It's a little much, right? There's you know also I mean? a ton more that I left out. Okay, see, that's what I'm talking about. Is like I believe things when there's like one, like one. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I don't know. I do love haunted houses, though. I'm really torn between this one, to be honest. Okay. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. Gosh, stop. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, I'm sorry, everybody. I can't do it. I someone. It's both. Okay. And neither at the same time. All right. 
So now comes the fun part. The first recorded house to be built at 1129 Ridge Avenue was built in the 1880s, not the 1860s as the legend states. It was an average row house, not a mansion, and there is no record of a Charles Wright or Lita Congelier even existing in history. Uh, okay. There's no record of it being sold to Adolf C. Brunrechter, and no historical records or mentions at the time exist of any such man or his horrific crimes. Uh, Troy Taylor did an excessive amount of research into this urban legend, and his findings managed to debunk the legend as a whole. Uh, I'll include his article in the show notes. Uh, there was a congelier family that lived at 1129 Ridge Avenue during the 1920s, and Mary Congelier was killed by the very real Equitable Gas Company explosion that took place in 1927 after shards of glass severed a major artery in her leg and she oh, bled to shit. death en route to the hospital. Uh, the house is no longer standing, but it was not swallowed back up by good old Lucifer, but rather was demolished to make room for the highway that runs through the area. So that's that. All of this wow. crazy... So Troy Taylor, uh, if, for those of you that don't, don't want to go on to read the entire article that he wrote... Uh, good old he, double T. He goes on to explain that basically all of this crazy shit just one day must have had... Like somebody decided to come up with all of this. And he says that the reason the legend has stuck around is because whoever crafted these stories was smart enough to add names and uh dates like historical dates uh, because yeah. that solidifies a legend if, right. if if i hadn't said in 1871 uh lita right. killed yeah. her her uh servant you would have been like well obviously already this is fake if i hadn't said right. that in 1901 adolf c brunrichter had bought the house you would have thought that already this is fake yeah. so he just goes yeah. on to explain that the the only the, and this, for a long time, was really believed by people to be genuinely the most haunted house in America. But right. he says that the only th- thing that it that it has is just that it managed to fool people for so Those, long. Those, like, tangible details mm-hmm. that people could latch onto? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I get that. That's fair. That's interesting. I mean, it's still cr- the gas explosion. That is, is still fucking nuts. bananas that that actually happened. Is the Equitable Gas Company is that an actual like is that or not? I know it's an actual one, but like, is it still exist? I don't know if it still exists. They shouldn't. Uh, well, that's true. Let me look it up. Jose, if every company yep they still exist <laughs> exploded and murdered Equitable people, Gas Co. LLC, founded every- in 1888. <laughs> If every company that had a terrible track record of murdering humans couldn't exist, then we there wouldn't, wouldn't have be any Amazon. We wouldn't have any companies, Jose. They all would be gone. <laughs> You're right. They've all murdered people. You're right. Um, do you want to do an ad break real quick? Um, yeah, I do. All right, let's do mm, it. No, I don't. Oh. Yeah, okay, let's do okay, it. Okay, let's do it. Mm, no, I don't want to. Okay, let's okay, do let's it. Do it. Okay, okay. Hey guys, it's ad break time. Okay, so we all know that a lot is happening in the world right now, right? Right now there's a massive outcry for justice from the African American community, and it's forcing a lot of people to open their eyes to the injustice that has been taking place in our country. Uh, Many are turning to literature to better understand their privilege and to try to understand the reality of this situation. 
Jose and I at here at the Captain's Log are fully supportive of the Black Lives Matter movement. We'll be donating all the funds made by Ad Reads this month to fight for racial equality and police reform. For those of you who want to learn more about the injustices taking place in this country, Audible is a great place to start. As you all know at this point, Audible boasts a collection of thousands of audiobooks, many on the subjects that so many of you are wanting to better understand. And right now, you can get a 30-day free trial by going to audibletrial.com backslash captainslog, or by clicking the link in the show notes. I'm recommending two great books, The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander and narrated by Karen Chilton, and The Blood of Emmett Till by Timothy B. Tyson and narrated by Rhett Samuel Price. But if audiobooks aren't your thing, they also have a huge collection of podcasts, guided wellness programs, theatrical performances, A-list comedy, and exclusive Audible originals you won't find anywhere else. So why not give Audible a try? Go get started on your 30-day free trial now by going to audibletrial.com slash captainslog or again by clicking the link in the show notes. And you'll be helping us donate towards the fight for racial equality and helping yourself out by being on the right side of history. So go get started now and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Black Lives Matter. Yeah, they do. Ah, uh, New Jersey. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, New Jersey. Hey, you know how police are murdering people in our town. Ah, uh, New country. Jersey. Uh, American citizens are getting uh, actually, like, legitimately murdered by people who are supposed to serve and protect. Ah, uh, New Jersey. New Jersey. The Snooky State. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. The Snooky State. Ah, uh, New Jersey. The Garden State. The neighbor of New York. The home of great pieces of art like Jersey Shore. And the diner capital of the world, uh, and as Mason just called it, the Snooky State. It is also home to some very interesting urban legends. The first on our list being that of the Jersey Devil. He's a DJ. <laughs> that, I the mean, Jersey Devil, a, he was on Jersey DJ. Shore. Yeah, I remember. It was, was, it was Mike the Situation, so, Vinny, uh, the guy who always got mad, and then Jersey Devil. Ronnie. Paul, Ronnie. Pauly D? And Pauly D, the Which Jersey did Devil. You say? Ronnie was the guy who always gets mad. I don't. I don't remember. I remember Snooky, because her name's fucking Snooky, and like, what is up with that? That's not. I actually name. used to watch Jersey Shore as a kid, and it was the most fascinating thing to me. How old would you have been when that was popular? Ah, uh, I was like sixth through eighth grade, probably. No, 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 no. Like fifth. I was in. Yeah, seventh. I was in like eighth grade or so. So you would have had to been like. Yeah, I watched it like fifth through seventh grade is when I watched it. I thought it was. <laughs> My parents didn't even know that I watched it. I just nobody introduced me to it. I just did. God, I, I know was you just have, like, you've got like a weird like fetish for like Jersey trash now, don't you? And you don't even know why. You didn't yes. realize why until I just said this, did you? Yep. Now and it you're all joking. makes sense. You're playing it off as a joke, but you're like, oh fuck, he's right. Holy shit! I call my therapist after this, and I'm like, hey, hey, Bill, I think I know why I'm attracted to trash. Um, uh. <laughs> The fir- so anyway, the story of the Jersey Devil is perhaps one of America's best-known urban legends. But for those of you who have been living under a rock, it goes a little like this. Or if you're not just nerds like we are. I mean, if you're just like, you're like, oh, cryptids are cool, but like, uh, I'm not a fucking nerd. I'm busy no, dating no, 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 people no. To, to focus on it, so. Nope, nope, no, no. Everybody okay. knows about this. If you don't know about this, you're the idiot. Whoa, I mean, again, I just feel like you're... Stance on our audience is aggressive. 
I mean, it's their fault for listening, you know? They don't deserve to be berated because they listened to our podcast. I think they should. They got to rethink <sighs> what they're doing. In what, eight- do you wa- <laughs> what Do you want people to listen? No. In oh, 1735, okay. a Pines resident known as Mother Leeds or Deborah Leeds in some version of the tale found herself pregnant for the 13th time. Been there. Oh, oof. Oh, I'm pregnant. Oh, oh, oh boy. What is she, Mickey Mouse? That was my, I'm doing, I just, stop. Oh, my, oh mercy, I'm, pri- I can't, I, so you gotta do it like. <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't, you really, wow, you really caught my head with that. I don't know if I can do a lady voice anymore. It's for the go, batter. Oh, oh, oh. Um, oh, my stars, I appear, I found myself pregnant. What happened? I don't remember this. <laughs> I just, I'm suddenly pregnant. This is what you get when you ruin my fucking first voice, dick. <laughs> Mother Leeds was not living a good life. Her husband was a useless drunk who cared little about providing a good life for his children or his wife. Yeah, he Re- also cared little about protection, apparently. Yep. Reaching the point of complete and utter exasperation upon learning of her 13th pregnancy, she cried out to the heavens saying, Let this one be a devil. You know, like you do. Let this one be a devil. It just sounds like a... Like it should be a rock song, yeah. Yeah. Let this one be the devil. My name is Mother Leaves and I've been shitting out kids. The next one better be a devil, yeah. Wow. You like that? You like me saying shitting out kids? (laughs) I I didn't like that that part as much. (laughs) Mother Leaves... Hi, hi, my name is Eddie Van Halen. (laughs) I'm here all week. Mother Leeds would go into labor a few months later. Like fucking, like pregnancies were. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on a a per- few months? That seems like an awfully short amount of time for a baby to be made. Nope. In a belly. On a and, partic- then pooped, and then pooped out a bundle. <laughs> okay, no, sorry, Mason, don't they don't I'm come doing. out the butt. Uh, this is what happens when, when you can't get taught sex ed in public school. This is the, exactly. The American education system has failed us once again. On a particularly stormy night, she went into labor. Having forgotten completely the curse she had called upon her child, she was in a room with local midwives preparing for the birth of her 13th child, with her husband and other children in the room next door. The birth, by all accounts, went normally, and it was a healthy baby boy. However, within minutes... More like a health, healthy baby devil. Yes. Because, however, <laughs> within minutes, a horrific metamorphosis befell the child. Mother Leeds' unholy wish from months prior had come true. Within I moments, don't even, I don't even remember. I, what, I, I was I so drunk. Was, oh no! I, <laughs> it's just, you just get drunk. It's what you do. It's the 1800s. I've had 12 kids already. I was smoking from my tobacco pipe every day. I like to uh, like to think that women in the 1700s just smoked all the time, especially I when would. they were pregnant. I'm sure they probably did. I'm sure they punched the baby to make it healthy. I'm sure the husband came and was like, oh, this all toughen him up. And just, boom, boom, boom. Now he's going to come out a fighter. <laughs> what are they, Rocky? Is that who the fucking men yeah, in the Yeah, they're from Pen- Army in Pennsylvania? We're in New Jersey now. Oh, shit. You I fucking don't... idiot. Uh... No, I don't know how to do it. I, I was going to say, I don't know a Jersey accent. I was doing the I was just doing the electronic music like you know like the yeah oh, like Jersey oh, Shore oh, yeah 
with it came out. That's what it did. It, the metamorphosis. It got those shutter <laughs> shades and it gelled its hair up and put and on. And it a had a fucking top. super fucking spray tan. Yep. Uh, within moments, the beautiful baby boy had transformed into an hideous, unearthly creature. The crying infant began to grow at an alarming rate. It sprouted horns from the top of its head and talon-like claws tore through its fingers. Leathery bat wings unfolded from its back and hair and feathers sprouted all over the child's body. Its eyes now glowed red as they grew larger in the snarling monster's face. The creature savagely ripped apart its own mother before turning on the midwives in the room and slashed and tore at them, killing some while seriously injuring others releasing ungodly shrieking screams as it did so. The monster... (laughs) Ra! 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 I'm killing you! Ra! Ra! I'm injuring others! Ra! Ra! Severely. Severely. Ra! Ra! Hi. I'm the Jersey Devil. Have I... (laughs) came to tell you today about murdering and severely injuring... Midwives. Midwives and mothers. The monster then crashed through the door into the room where the rest of its siblings and father sat in horror at the sounds they had heard moments ago. I just imagine it busting in and like the dead, like awkward silence, and it's just like, uh, sup? Uh, <laughs> so you're my dad. I'm huh? the Jersey Devil. Uh, father, how are you? Brother, brother, sister, 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 brother, brother, brother. Mom's dead. Midwives are dead. Well, some are severely injured. <laughs> um, you guys got any cigs on you? I can just go for a cigarette right now. All right. I'm going to 52 skidoo. <laughs> Catch you on the flip side. Without missing a beat, it began uh, can to... I take, uh, can I take the scarf? It's chilly. I got a long neck and it's chilly out there. Without missing a beat... Awfully cold shoulder you guys are giving me right now. I just don't understand. Yeah, it's fine. All right, I'm out. Without missing a beat, it began to attack, killing almost all of its family. Oh my god, I totally forgot. I gotta murder you guys too. (laughs) (laughs) Rawr, rawr. Hi, Seriously injuring some. The Jersey Devil. (laughs) I'm here to tell you about killing your brothers, sisters, and fathers. Those who survived watched as it fled towards the chimney, flying up it, destroying as... It as it did so, and leaving behind a trail of rubble. The creature then escaped into the night, into the darkness and desolation of the Pine Barrens. To this day, the creature, which would come to be known as the Leeds Devil or the Jersey Devil, calls the Pines its home, terrorizing any who are unfortunate enough to trespass into its territory and cross paths with this unearthly monster. Uh, you know, I was actually, I put in a bid to get the, uh, Washington Forest, like, fucking Sasquatch, but, uh, I got stuck in Jersey. What are you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you guys wanna fucking... Uh, you wanna throw shit at a, there's an abandoned insane asylum. You wanna throw shit at that? It's the most Jersey thing ever. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna... You know, Geraldo was there once. <laughs> Alright, that's fine. I don't care. Uh... Murder right. Yeah. Rah, rah. <laughs> okay, we're not doing it a third time. Although the Jersey Devil has had numerous sightings throughout history, there is one particular week that stands out. The week of January 16th through the th- 23rd of 1909. 
Newspapers of the time published hundreds of acclaimed encounters from all over the Garden State. Among the publicized encounters that week were the claims that it attacked a trolley car in Haddon Heights, a social club in Camden, was fired upon by police in Bristol, Pennsylvania, was sighted in Delaware, and Western Maryland. The fear Jesus among Christ, the I'm becoming the Northeast fucking devil. Oh my <laughs> God. I've been all over the goddamn place this week. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's just so much work being a goddamn devil these days. The fear among the Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm talking your ear off. Let me just, uh, I gotta fly out of here. But uh, thanks for the smoke, Deborah. Uh, this is a, I'm sorry. This is a diner. I'm in my favorite diner. Because <laughs> it's a diner state. Diner capital That's the of the diner world. state. 1909 diners. They existed, and I'm in one. <laughs> the fear among the public was so strong that the many mills in the area had to shut down since their workers refused to travel through the woods to their jobs. A number of <laughs> schools also reportedly shut down. Weir, New Jersey has a number of stories submitted from various people in their piece on the devil, which I will also link in the show notes. One that stood out came from Mary Ritzer Christensen, who wrote... Quote, this has haunted me since I since it happened in 1972. I was a senior at what was then Glassboro State College. I had heard about the Jersey Devil when I came to South Jersey, but being from North Jersey, a different world, I thought I was far too sophisticated to believe in such humbuggery. Imagine yeah, that. Okay, people yeah, from right. North Jersey thinking they're better Maybe than they're people better from than... South Jersey. You yeah. all live in New Jersey, you fuck. It's still Jersey. I mean, listen, I don't like any of Iowa, but I don't... I don't claim to be better than other places exactly. in Iowa. I claim to be better than other states, sure, but other Iowa. I'm doing the Jersey Devil voice this whole time. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's one of those things I slipped into. But yeah, no, it's like you don't just calm down. All right. One winter night, I was driving to Glassboro from Blackwood on Green Tree Road. Fucking three phenomenal names for places. I will give them that. Glassboro, Blackwood, no, Glassboro is terrible. Green Tree Road. No, 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 you know, you never, 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 never name anything that can be easily turned into Asperro. Ah, yep, that is pretty easy, you're right. Mm, yep. At the time, the road was flaked by orchards and farms. There were few houses, and there was hardly any development. I was completely sober and awake when I caught a glimpse of something in my rearview mirror. Curious as to what it could have been, I slowed down to take a gander. It was dark out, but moon lit enough that I had no trouble at all discerning the upright figure of a creature crossing the road from one side to the other, roughly 25 feet behind my car. The figure stood, stood, stood taller than any man by far and had thick haunches, similar to a goat's, supporting its that's, nearly... That's, that's thick with two Cs. Yep. Those <laughs> so, haunches were thick. Supporting its nearly human-looking torso and huge woolly head. It moved heavily and didn't seem at all disturbed by my being there. I didn't linger long enough to see much more. I hit the gas and flew to the Mansion Park apartments in the borough. So petrified was I that I slept the rest of the night in the car, unwilling to get out into the same darkness that had introduced me to the Jersey Devil. Never again from that day on have I ridden on Green Tree Road, day or night, that I haven't gotten the heebie-jeebies just thinking about that winter night so long ago. So, Mother Mason... What do you make of the Jersey Devil? Spooky or kooky? It's spooky, but not in a bad way. It's f just fun. It's just it's, it's it's yeah. It's one of those cryptid urban legends that I that everybody know. Like, well, most yeah. fucking nerds like us know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's just fun. I love it. I've always been super intrigued by it. 
Um, I just I don't like this 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 girl this woman this lady sleeping in her car because she was too afraid to leave. Yeah, you can't you just can fucking ripped run out of a car. A person can break your window and pull you out of a car. Also, just fucking run to the door. If you're already in where you need to be, why sleep in the car? Why not just run to the yeah. door and get inside? Also, I just like it's like oh uh, yeah, it like crossed a road like a deer. It was a deer. She saw a deer, right? <laughs> probably. I mean, she definitely saw a deer. Prob- most like a, definitely. Or like an like an elk. Maybe. I mean, it's probably. I mean, I don't think they have elk, but it was like a just a big deer. Uh, like a, the horns probably made it look taller and make it look like it was standing up. Like I said, I'll link the weird New Jersey. And she said article, it was. She was because they had sober, a bunch of other encounters, and maybe some of those are convincing. She um, said she was sober, but it was the seventies. They were all high. <laughs> Not even by choice, contact high. You know, it was just because a college student in the seventies was completely right. Sober. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Probably the Nazis weren't remember. fascists. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, okay. <I> <laughs> this is just a uh, left field kind of pull right there. But okay, Good. I like it. Hey guys, real quick, it's Jose and Mason here. So we're going to cut this episode short right here. <laughs> Obviously, because you've been listening to the podcast. <laughs> this isn't, <laughs> this isn't hey a new guys, thing. Hey guys, it's Joel and Matt here. Uh, we're the guys behind the scenes. <laughs> No, so we're going to wrap the episode up uh, here. We're going to cut it short because we are not good at time management. And we know you guys don't want to listen to a two-hour and 20-minute uh, podcast, which is what it was going to be. So we're cutting it here after the Jersey Devil. We'll come back with the remaining part of Jersey and New York uh, in two weeks. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. But, uh, yeah, let's wrap the show up, Mason. Um, You're going to do the... Huh. Uh, <laughs> this is your one thing, Mason. <laughs> there we go. If you like the show, make sure to leave a five-star review, which you can do in-app. We'd really appreciate it. Plus, it really helps the show, and we'll read your review on the show. Um, you can support the show by going to patreon.com slash captainslogcast and donate a dollar. Or similarly, you can also donate whatever amount you'd like on Venmo by Venmoing j Vaya 27 Anything helps keep the lights on. Remember, if you donate, it all goes towards improving the show, getting better recording equipment, etc. Also, support our sponsor, Audible. Like we said, we're going to be donating all the money that we make from uh, ad reads this month to uh, Black Lives Matter and other organizations devoted to pushing racial equality. Uh, Mason, where can people find you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter, um, at Mason Schrader. I don't really tweet there. Uh, you can find me under an overpass um, somewhere in Colorado. I'll be screaming about aliens and other cryptids. Oh, you're still doing that. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, if you like, you don't have a YouTube I or fought a home- another man for my spot yesterday. <laughs> he moved into my turf, so I had to bite him. Nice. I'm Guys, we really need money. We need to get Mason out of that situation. It's not good. It's not this good This is Jose's all. thing, getting me out of there. I yeah. love it there. Ah, I don't think you should be there anymore, buddy. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at j.valle underscore junior and the show on Twitter at Captain's Log Pod. We recommend various different materials on there, post show updates, tweet some occasionally funny things, so go check it out. You can also subscribe on YouTube, where you can find me as Jose Valle Jr., Animal Productions, and of course the show's official YouTube channel, Captain's Log. 
Uh, if you want to get more of me and Mason and some other friends, we have another podcast called Dunces and Dimwits, which right now you can find on SoundCloud, right? Is that right? <laughs> yes, he's eating peanut butter. I told him not to. But you can find I didn't that know on... you were going to ask me another question. <laughs> you can find that on SoundCloud. Uh, we play Dungeons and Dragons, never having played before, me and Mason, and it's just a lot of fun. It should be coming to the other podcast directory soon. I didn't is know that... you were going to change the outro. <laughs> I didn't think you had another question for me. It's, it's on SoundCloud, to right? Eat the bite of peanut butter before. Yes, it's on SoundCloud. Uh, so it's yeah. Dunces and Dimwits. You can email us at dunces at gmail.com if you have any tell us ideas or mean questions. things. Tell us how Mason shouldn't eat peanut butter there. <laughs> Uh, Jose, not to fucking throw <laughs> curveballs in on me. Make sure to tell your friends and family about the show if you enjoy it, and if you'd like to tell us about how we missed a bunch of details about a certain story, how you totally know someone who definitely saw the Jersey Devil and it definitely wasn't a deer, please do so by writing into captainslogcast at gmail.com. You can also suggest episode topics, guests you'd like to have back, etc. Make sure to subscribe and download on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and other podcast directories. Thanks to Max Benyon for composing the show's theme. And with that, everybody, we have reached the end of our show. We will see you in two weeks for another episode. I've been your Captain Jose Valle Jr., joined by... Uh, First Officer, Peanut Butter Schrader. (laughs) And this has been Captain's Log. End of transmission. Boop. Perfect. Gotcha. Ian McKellen always goes, Mutants Charles. Charles. Mutants Charles. You know? Charles. Charles. The Mutants Charles. Mutants Charles. And then Charles, Charles would be like, Mutants. Logan. 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 Uh, yeah. Charles, I'm Eric. Sorry, I'm not good at it. <laughs> I can do Gilbert Godfrey. No, no, no. <laughs>